you will be proud to know that I am now a paid employee of TV World Theme Park. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. Yeah, welcome to the Married with Children Podcast. The show that teaches you the art of rapidly undressing and dressing again. My name is Al. Al, what are you smiling at? Nothing. Life sucks. Mm. Well, I'm Jamie, and I'm just over here contemplating why Garfield can talk, yet Odie speaketh not. (laughs) Right? Mm. And I'm Dan Chase. I do nothing for you, nibbling. (laughs) Well, you're here, Dan. That's all that matters. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is Married with Children, Season 6, Episode 22, The Goodbye Girl. Original air date, April 19th, 1992. Director Jerry Cohen. Writer Stacy Lip, which I find very interesting. And we'll get to that later. Uh, Special guest stars... Luis Mastillo as Mr. Nielsen Hale Landon Jr. as Janitor Ed Hall as Tour Guide Mitchell Dean as Guy Sean Fox I bet you like that Mitchell Dean was the guy who was walking backwards and he said goodbye, (laughs) right? Because if you talk, right? Right, right Sean Fox, Kid 1 Lindsay France as Kid 2 Dana Lee as Master Poe, voice. Wow, that's cool. My child. <laughs> Last night's a basketball score. <laughs> oh, God, that's great. You gotta love this. <clears throat> yeah, the title of the episode is, of course, a reference to the 1977 film of the same name, which had uh, Richard Dreyfus and Marsha Mason. It is one of my all-time favorite movies. Is based it? Yeah, based on a play of the same name by Neil Simon. Wow. I absolutely love it. Even the theme song is great. If you guys have never seen The Goodbye Girl, I recommend checking it out. I mean, it's a romantic movie, but it's actually very funny. Richard Dreyfuss turns in one of his greatest performances ever, I think. I think. Better than What About Bob? Better than Jaws? (sighs) I said one of them. Um, I, to me, this is right behind Jaws. Oh, Al, please let me go with you. Oh, come on, Al, please. Please, I really, really want to go. No! Now, let me explain this one more time. This is my vacation. I work hard all year long alone. I'm going on my vacation alone. <laughs> Be brave, Pet. Be back in a week. Goodbye, Al. Little do we know at that moment that his vacation would consist of him sitting on the couch for a week with a doggy fence around it, watching TV for 16 hours a day. Um, Now, before we get to that, let's just get to the first moment of it, though. 
why would Peg beg to go with him if that's the case and she knows that's the case? Right. Does she love the couch so much that being on it for 16 hours a day with Al is better than not being able to get on it at all for the whole week? I think just knowing that she's going to annoy Al, that does it for her. (laughs) That's enough motivation? Yeah, like that's what it is. It's not that she'll miss him, you don't think? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, because if, after, like, you know, for years, you know, you watch her beg him to go on, and then now that we're examining, I'm like, wait, why would she want to? Why would she want to? Right, exactly. <laughs> Maybe because that would be a legitimate reason for her not to do anything around the house. <laughs> I mean, she would basically be doing what she does anyway, which is sit on the couch and watch TV. But now, she's on vacation, so right, she can't be expected to do anything because she's in France. Yeah. Or, or Casablanca. Or wherever, yeah. Or wherever. <laughs> Bundy World Tour 92. <laughs> but now, if they adhere to Al's rules that he set up, which is just a gate. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is just a little gate. Why wouldn't Al just do this all the time? <laughs> like, because they shut up. Like, they clearly, like, respect his boundaries in this instance, anyways, n- no other times it seems like. But in this instance, right. they're like, okay, and, and it seems like this is a thing. Like he's gone on vacation before, right? Yeah, Bud says eighteen years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it's like a thing. So why doesn't he just do it like every day? Yeah, he could be like Les Nessman and have his whole little private office that you exactly. have to knock on the door to come in, the invisible door to come into. Exactly. I think he just, you know, he doesn't want to be unfair. He doesn't want to hog the TV. I mean, he, although he feels like he worked for everything and he should have complete control over it, I guess it's just not in his nature, but he does need this one week, and that's all he asks for. So it's actually a good quality of his character. Now, what do you guys think of this Bundy World Tour? Now, I've done this, but in a more normal way. Like, it's not like, you know, my wife couldn't come over to the couch or anything, but I have definitely, like, faked being sick at work for, like, a straight week, and you can't risk just leaving, you know, and if if somebody, you know, from the job just, like, for some reason's monitoring you, then they drive by and see you, you know, doing something, like, riding your motorcycle or whatever, it's going to be a problem. So... I'm totally committed to the idea of just sitting on my couch and watching TV for 16 hours a day for a full week. That Does it then become worth it, though, if you're trapped and you're constantly on the lookout for getting caught? Is it worth the trouble? Yeah, I guess. I do it, like, every year. <laughs> I did... Okay, I did one time. My roommate and I took a weekend, and we told everyone we were going camping. So not to so to not bother us because people our apartment used to be the apartment where everyone would hang out. And there was just one weekend where we were like, you know, we just don't want to deal with a bunch of people all the time. Like we just want to chill. So we told everyone we weren't going to be home. We were going to be going camping. So we set up a tent in the dining room. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Set up a tent in the dining room and we got a bunch of snacks and we i had a <laughs> i had a wolf calls cd that oh i was playing God. in the background yeah and we were not answering the phone all weekend and then <laughs> i had this friend who was bringing over some furniture for us to 
hold on to him for hold on to for him because he was in the middle of moving. So he he knocked on the door and we didn't answer and we didn't answer and we didn't answer <laughs> and then and I had forgotten what he was doing and then all of a sudden he's like you can see him outside like <laughs> loading up furniture over our fence into the backyard. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow, you were really committed. We were because I still didn't say a word. I was just like, nope, nope, we're not home. We're camping. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Dave's not here, man. <clears throat> That's the kind of commitment we look for on this show. <laughs> Good to get away. Look at my itinerary Bundy World Tour 92. Day one, arrive in New York, courtesy of. Escape from New York. <laughs> a little John Carpenter reference. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> then it's on to the nation's capital for Happy Hooker Goes to Washington. <laughs> so he's already breaking out the porn 90 minutes into this. <laughs> and, and that's how he starts off day two as well. Yeah, right, with more porn. <laughs> British babes need discipline. <laughs> Peg, sorry, the captain's turned on the no peg sign. <laughs> Dad, don't leave yet. Terrible tragedies befallen Kelly. Sorry, bud. As you can see, my seat is now in an upright position. I don't understand. Every time he goes to the doctor, everything checks out fine. Now, I'm going to say something, but I guess I'll bring it up more later when it really is apparent. But let me know if you guys notice anything about the way Bud's talking at any point. Kelly. Her modeling school closed down. It seems they moved upstairs and most of the models can't find it anymore. <laughs> I love that joke. Is he saying they closed down because they they went out of business because nobody was going anymore? Yes, they closed down because they have no students because they couldn't, they find couldn't the students couldn't find the class. <laughs> uh, so stupid. So dumb. <laughs> it just went upstairs. <laughs> like, can you imagine how many notices these girls got? All right, girls, remember, next week we're just one flight up the stairs. <laughs> and they just went to the one that said, like, you know, close down, don't pass, you know, whatever. <laughs> they just kept banging on the door. Oh, I guess they're gone. That's kind of hot, though, right? Like, these amazingly hot girls are that dumb. That is really hot. Because we have a chance now. Right. That's what that means. It's great. Yeah. They're just wandering around. Yeah. They think of me as like, like I'm in uh, Alpha, right? <laughs> <laughs> like last episode, I'm in Alpha. Yeah. Poor Kelly. She must be crushed. She spent so much time learning the art of rapidly undressing and dressing again. Well, she didn't learn that from modeling school. <laughs> and Peg can't figure that out herself. <laughs> Another great joke. It is great. Like, how do they know to say, like, well, let's, how do we make a joke about what Kelly learned and what a shame is that she's not there anymore? And it could be a sexual innuendo, whatever. And, and it makes sense because models have to keep changing their clothes, like, when they're on the runway and stuff. Like, it's, it's really good writing. You know, like, yeah, we just take it, it for nothing, you know, but it's actually really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Stacy Lip. <laughs> Where is she? 
Well, she always goes to contemplate during a crisis. She's at TV World, Chicago's finest theme park. Ah. Yes, that's where she went to contemplate the significance of why Garfield can talk while Odie speaketh not. That was a rough six months. She's probably wandering around Kung Fu Land. What if she tries to do something rash, like think? Now, is that the David Carradine show, or is that just Kung Fu in general? I assume they're referring to the show since it's TV. Right, right, right. Yeah. Do they have, like, the, the radiator and the belt and all that stuff there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jerk. I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, don't look up anything about that. <laughs> I did use... I don't know if I could say I... Probably just from this episode. I did ponder why Garfield now talks and Odie doesn't. I guess I didn't think of it until this. And it is kind of weird. Oh, what do you got? They have this weird way of doing that cartoon, or maybe even the comics. I don't really read the comics all that often, but, you know, I know, like, Garfield's Halloween Adventure, Garfield's Christmas, and I used to watch the show of the cartoon of him Saturday mornings. Garfield takes Manhattan. <laughs> and um, it was actually called Garfield and Friends. <laughs> oh, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. I used to love Wade. Yeah, the chickens and the pigs and all that, Yeah. Yeah, Wade was the duck that had the little inner tube around him because he was afraid of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's weird that, like, Gar- when Garfield talks to John, John responds to him seemingly, but he's really not. But the- it all lines up in sync. Like, could you imagine the hell that is to write? <laughs> like, how could we make John do whatever he says and understand everything when he's not really listening? Right. Yeah, I never thought about that. You think it's kind of like that. Stewie from Family Guy? I guess. Like, well, they're like, there's, there's this whole thing about does Stewie actually talk or does he, right. does he not? And I think the the original idea was that he doesn't. And sometimes you can tell. Sometimes it's it's so seamless. It seems like they're having a conversation, like with Lois. But then right. sometimes you can tell that she has no idea what he's saying and she's just yeah. off doing her own. She'll just blatantly disregard like something and th- she'll just right. stare. Yeah, that's where they got her from. Yeah. 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 Um, the As far as Garfield and Odie, I always kind of got the idea that it was because Odie was a dog. They were – he was supposed to be kind of – because he's just so happy and goofy right. and he just kind of like – <laughs> you know, all the time, and he has really no idea what's going on. So I think they were attempting to portray the fact that you know Garfield is this cat, so he's very high-minded and right. um, and kind of snobby compared to dog is a dog. Odie, who is just a dog. Yeah, a big dumb dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Wait, so when I contemplated, that's what I came up with. So. <laughs> Kelly really uh, was in Kung Fu Land, just like Bud thought. She, he, somehow he knew that. He was like, she must be in Kung Fu Land by now or something. And she was. And uh, she's feeding this statue of a duck, <laughs> which doesn't even look like a real duck. It ain't like it's this really nice replica of a real duck or anything. It's, it's a friggin' orange, gigantic rock <laughs> of a duck. <laughs> So she's feeding it, and then she says, you know, what's the meaning of life? And then there's a sign that says the meaning of life, 25 cents. Master, the modeling school is closed, and now I'm lost. Which path should I follow? 
Press button A for Eastern philosophy. Press B for last night's basketball score. Press C if you like your own personalized videotape of you pressing C. <laughs> and it's like, holy crap, for 25 cents, that's a bargain. I might get a couple of videos of me doing that and just record over them. Just record over the VHS. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're saving money. Videotape? You're going to give me a videotape of me pressing C? <laughs> so are you videotape me the whole time? Because how do you know I'll press C until I do? <laughs> you know, it's just crazy. So she actually has a presence of mind to press A. That's for some reason. Well, you know, that actually surprised me. I was waiting in anticipation to see which one she was going to press. You know, and I was going to do some Jerry research, and I was actually going to look up last night's basketball scores and then tell you Ooh, guys. Ooh, wow. <clears throat> like, March 13th, 1992 is the taping date, so I was going to see March 12th, 1992 basketball scores just to be, like, a nerd. Oh well, it was March Madness. That it was. Was a big, yeah. It was important. Maybe, I, yeah, maybe that's why they even brought it up. Wow, nice catch. I won both of my pools that I was in. In 1992? No, no, last year. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, wow. when I was, yeah, when I was seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were good at it. <laughs> he's like the, uh, oh, I can't remember his name from Casino. He's like he's like Lisa the Greek, <laughs> when she was picking the football scores for Homer when she was eight years old. <laughs> well, well, nineteen ninety-two. That's probably the last time I had hair. Oh wow, nice. That's sad. You lost your hair at eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'd like to think so. You have pressed A, heavy Eastern philosophy, my child. Remember, the wise man can eat no more with four chopsticks than he can with two. Unless he... Unless he what? <laughs> what, Master, what? <laughs> Unless he what? <laughs> so what do you guys think he was going to say? Unless he... Unless he has a suit like Bud does at the end of this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Unless he has a hand for almost every night of the week? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's see. March 12th, 1992, the Warriors against Detroit oh. at the Oakland Coliseum Arena. The wow. Pistons ended up ruining the occasion by posting a 119 to 112 win over the Warriors. Yeah, Pistons, Whoa. that's right. Go Detroit. Detroit what? Wow, I wonder if Dennis Rodman was on the team at the time. <laughs> he was, I think. He 92. Was. Yeah, he was. Also, nice. actually, there was another thing too. Also, Milwaukee's Moses Malone scored 17 points in the Bucks' 106 to 100 setback <laughs> against visiting Phoenix, moving him into fourth place on the NBA's all-time scoring list at the time, behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, and Elvin Hayes with 26,715 points. Well, that's not a lot. So all of that happened on March 12th, 1992. <laughs> wow. Wow, Jamie, you are... I knew we didn't need Jerry on this show. <laughs> I could have told you that. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so... So the janitorial guy is cleaning up bread around the duck. Who keeps feeding this duck? 
unless he wants. Tell me before I kill you. Hey, excuse me. Are you from that modeling school that closed down? Yeah, how did you know? Well, I saw the blonde hair and the loaf of bread and took a wild guess. Listen, I have some advice. Oh, wait, here. Thank you. Get a job. But how, master? Would you go to the personnel office and ask for an application? Now, I know who... I think Jamie would be more... Oh, no, you both seem to know this movie good. Okay. What is... Personnel. Oh, my God, you got it? Yeah. Don't tell Mom the babysitter's dead. When she's like, personnel. Personnel. How, yeah, how, both characters, Kelly and Sue Ellen, didn't know what to do to get a job. And one had to go to personnel. No. <laughs> and right. so did this one. Wouldn't that be cool if the guy said it that way almost? Or would that be a little too on the nose? I think it would have been hilarious. <laughs> I wish that he had. But I over I said it over here in my head, so it was fine. And then okay. as she's waving bye to everyone, she says, thank you, Katrina. <laughs> ah, thank you, Katrina. <laughs> I like that face she makes as she has to storm off stage. Thank you, Katrina. So Al is still on vacation, and he seems to be in Paris. He's wearing a stupid hat like Rusty from the Griswold, <laughs> and uh, he's getting plastered on the couch with wine. Nice. Doesn't look like such a bad vacation if you think about it, you know? No. Not at this point, no. Yeah. Now, if I could sit on the couch and drink different boozes and wear different hats. Yeah, watch different stuff. Watch different movies, depending on where I felt like being. That, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I think they call them staycations now. Yes, that is correct. That's mm. right. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Al Bundy's still doing, like, if he's doing World Tour 2019 right now. See, the, if they ever did a reboot, this would be something fun that they could bring back. You know what oh, I mean? Like They'd have rapper- to. Reference, <laughs> yeah. I love I, it. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Something God. like that. So cool. Dad still on vacation? Yes. And not a postcard, not a letter, nothing. <laughs> okay. Dead. This was really cute when I was about four. But after 18 years of your world cruises, I can't help but feel maybe it's time to stand on a freeway off-ramp with a sign that says, mindless, will embarrass my family for food. But, come here a second. Let me explain something to you. You see, you know that I'm just sitting here on the couch, and I know that I'm just sitting here on the couch, but you see, son, the rest of the weeks out of the year, I'm selling shoes. Ladies' shoes. Fat ladies. Very, very fat ladies. And you know what fat does best, son? Fat sweats. So after selling fat sweat all year, one needs a little vacation. So you see, son, if I didn't actually think I was enjoying myself here, I might one day just run amok and destroy everyone and everyone with everything I see. Don't make myself clear. We'll discuss it when you get back, Dad. May we? It actually, uh, that's a pretty good explanation, you know, it's like, he's basically saying, listen, bro, we have no money, we're not going to dump water again, we're not going to, you know, 
mine for gold or we're not going to Vegas to pick up your mother. I have no money to do anything. I'm just going to sit on this couch for a week. That's my vacation. And it ain't pretty and it's not glamorous, but if you, what else is he supposed to do? You know, maybe take it in a nicer time of the year and go hang out in the backyard in that little pool and have the kids do some jacuzzi action, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, what else is he going to do? Right. It kind of makes him not look that crazy. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And like I said, I do it. So maybe I'm just crazy and I just don't know it because I think you're not supposed to know if you are crazy. <laughs> Am I? Yes. <laughs> Stop asking. Yes. <laughs> Just stop, dude. It's embarrassing now. <laughs> Do you guys think that uh, vacations are, are necessary or essential to your mental health? Does this have something to do with the fact that you guys just planned a vacation? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you trying to get out of it or are you trying to? <laughs> no, 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 no. Alex, you want to know where we're going? Um, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so when story. Bud comes back... Oh. <laughs> That's never old. Come on. All right, go ahead. What? Uh, we are taking a trip to the Ozarks. <laughs> yeah, right. What are you going to do? Hang out with the kid from Stand By Me? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no, it's not Jerry O'Connell. Wait, what's his name? <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> um, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, right. right. Teen Wolf. We're going we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna wander some money. We're going to make some moves. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe sell a c- couple uh, plots of land. Dan's learning to wash money, guys. That's it. Well, let me know how that goes. I'd love to uh, see if uh, it's true to show. (laughs) Yes. I'll let you know if there are any uh, meth addicts down there. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Honey, are you okay? We heard the modeling school closed. Several of the mothers have called. Their daughters are eating cocoa puffs and salt pork products. Their weight, much like their dreams, behind them. How are you bearing up? Well, I too was feeling lonely and lost, and I too almost buried my troubles in pork rinds. But thanks to the advice of two wise statues, I decided to get a job. A job? God, the shame. What will I tell the girls at the beauty parlor? Well, you can tell them if their husbands ever have any time to kill down by the airport, they might want to pop in and see your little girl at the nuditeria. This airport stuff, dancing on tables at airports, the nuditeria, what is going on at airports that I'm not a part of? Because I'm going to the wrong airport. (laughs) Right? I was at the airport in Chicago. I didn't experience any of this. (laughs) <laughs> although, although they did I have, have been to the Chicago airport And all I got there was some guy doing barefoot yoga in the At the gate Remember my guy dancing on roller skates Break dancing <laughs> Terry, Terry was there from Rain on 911 um, they, they did have like a uh, A massage parlor Thing Like Ooh. in the airport And I thought what a good idea but at the same time, do you really want to go get a massage at the airport? Yeah, it just seems dirty. Yeah, I no. don't know who has the time for that. Even if I have a layover, I've I've been in Vegas before with a three-hour layover flying from L.A. back to Atlanta. Yeah. I had a three-hour layover, three-hour three layover in Vegas. I did not leave the gate. 
Fortunately, <laughs> right. they have slot machines at the, the concourses there, so you don't have to leave. But I, whenever I just, I don't go anywhere. I am so paranoid about missing my flight that I don't oh, right. go anywhere. I plant right. my butt and I stay there. So who has time to go wandering around, you know, to the, I'm even nervous if I step six feet to the left to the bar. Like, it just makes me nervous that I'm going to miss an announcement or uh, a bar at an airport is the greatest invention ever. I would literally pay Madison Square Garden prices. <laughs> my, <laughs> my last flight, though, I had it, it was a bar and it was right where my gate was. So, like, I was sitting there just like watching, waiting for my plane, just sitting there right on the bus. Dude. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yes. Yes. <sighs> God. Even just preparing for those six hours or whatever, just getting loaded and getting on is great. <laughs> and then you get loaded on the plane. But why don't you go on and stand over by Dad? So when he lands, you can be there to yell, The plane, boss, the plane. <laughs> the plane, boss, the plane. <laughs> That's Tattoo from Fantasy Island. Tattoo, yeah, it's weird. It, it was like this little midget guy, and he was a tat. He was named Tattoo, and I don't know why. Normally they'd call you that if they were loaded with tattoos or something, but maybe they're just being ironic because he didn't have any. <laughs> uh, I, I doubt that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's the. It's a show called Fantasy Island with Ricardo Montalbán. And tattoo, and uh, he's also known as Khan. Khan. I can't remember the little kid's dead little girl. Oh my god, and he's that little kid. He was some grown dude. I can't remember the guy's. <laughs> he's the little guy. The guy's oh, name he played tattoo. Um, Vil, 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 What was his name? Wait, you seem to really know this show. So, this whole Deplane boss. I mean, we've all heard this. Yeah, and he yeah he actually did it. He would come running in and go, "The plane, the plane." But did he always do it? Is it like this trope, or did he do it once? No, he did it's it. It's like a was... trademark. Yeah. Why would he say that though? The plane. Because they're the on plane. Fantasy Island, and the plane <laughs> the plane is coming in to bring in the the, the people to. Fa okay, Fantasy Island was this place where people would would come like on vacation or whatever, and they would live. They would live out their fantasies, and Ricardo Montalban was the guy who was in charge, and he would walk around in this white suit, and he would, like, give people their fantasies. Well, Tattoo was, like, his little mini-me, like, sidekick, <laughs> and he would— One million dollars. He would always announce when the plane was coming in with the new people. Oh, he'd always announce it. Okay. Yeah, he's like, the plane, the plane, like, it's here. It's and he's like, all right, will you shut up, you asshole? I get it. <laughs> every week and, with this plane and every week millions of Americans laugh <laughs> <laughs> I know tattoo yes yes the plane that and the love boat you'd watch the boat oh yeah you watch them together well that's gonna be brought up again I mean yes in this you'll be proud to know that I am now a paid employee of TV World theme park <laughs> I love TV World Oh, babes from everywhere flock to talk show land to see the binge and purge Oprah statue that grows and shrinks on the half hour. That's obviously a joke that Oprah Winfrey in the 80s constantly and in the 90s, I mean, her, I could probably her whole life constantly battled her way. She yo-yoed and most people do like the whole funny thing about she ho-hoed too. 
<laughs> she ho-hoed. The, the whole funny thing about diets is that nobody really ever sticks to them. I mean, it's so rare to meet somebody who just loses weight and they're just done with this journey. It's like an alcoholic in a way. Like, you know, you quit drinking for six months, then you fall off the wagon, then you stop again. It's just the same thing. So the problem with Oprah is that she's in the public eye and she's one of the most famous people on earth. And you see her on a weekly basis on her show. So she was just made like the subject of ridicule for weight issues. Well, it's because she made such a big deal of it every time. You know, like the first the first time when she lost a lot of weight in that episode. And I remember this. I, I saw this episode like she came out and just ripped off this dress. And she was wearing like she was wearing like a baggy dress. Like, right, and, right, and, right. You know, so she like ripped this dress off and she was wearing this slimmer dress underneath and she looked amazing. And it was just like, Oh, you know, like my whole life has changed, but then that didn't last. Nope. So it's like Michael Jordan retiring. It gets to the point where you just don't believe it anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, she became a laughing stock because at that point it's like, stop making a big deal out of it. Yeah. Right. Just, you know, go up and down on your own terms, but don't, you know, don't make a spectacle out of yourself. And then other people won't either. You know, it's the law. And, and nowadays, it's the law of the Internet. Like, if you don't want somebody to talk about something, the the, the thing to do is to tell them to stop talking about it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Oh, and uh, by the way, earlier we forgot to mention a goof. When Bud's telling Peg about Kelly's modeling school being shut down, uh, you could see from the back door that there is a curtain moving and a stagehand is walking around on the backyard set. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Nice. You have to get me in for free. Yeah, sure. I really want to be at my new job and hear screams of, there's a goose monster loose in the park. Hey, is it my fault that every time I'm at the zoo, 10 girls happen to back into my hand? That's just weird. That's crazy. You just walk up to girls and, and grab their asses. Thank God it's just a joke on a TV show. <laughs> right? Like, can you imagine doing this? Like, how, how does that go? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it goes pretty badly. Yeah, like how many... Ugh, God. <sighs> anyway, Mom, I have a really good feeling about this. I mean, this could be more than a job. It could be a career. Finally, a chance to show what I can do. <sighs> Thank you. Come again. Thank you. Come again. Thank you. Come again. Thanks again. Come you. <laughs> Thank... No. Come... Oh, who cares? <laughs> I hate this job. This isn't even a real job. What am I? Just... Thank you. Come again. Thank you. Thank you. And as she puts her head down in exhaustion, everyone just like runs in from the exit. <laughs> She's not looking. <laughs> like, what are you all just standing around waiting for this moment to, to do that? Like, it's that important to get in here? And how much could it be? Right. It's friggin' TV world. Right. It must be like six bucks, right? <laughs> Where's Dad now? Well, according to his itinerary, he's in Casablanca. Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> Yeah, like, they, they didn't try very hard for a witty, uh... I, guess, I mean, maybe just watching Al say that is cool, I don't know. So, uh, Bud... Okay, so here's... I'm gonna get to what I was gonna say before about Bud and him 
just being off. Bud is talking extremely weird in this episode. I know this must be trying on you, Mom. When Dad gets back, might I suggest that you take the couch and go on a cruise? <laughs> That's okay, Bud. I choose to do my fantasizing in uh, other places. Now, does that sound like Bud talk at all? That must be trying on you, might I suggest? And then earlier on he says, tragedy has befallen Kelly? Right, right. Like, none of this is written in Bud's voice at all. Now, here's the thing about it, though. I don't know if it's just like... Like, this is like one of my... It's my weird, quirky, like, top 10 or 15 episodes. Like, I love everything about this. So, maybe, like, I'm just so conditioned that it's just part of this episode only in a, a weird way. And it, it's, it's just, I don't know, it, it seems fitting for this episode. I don't know why. It's totally out of Bud's character. He doesn't talk like that. It's not natural at all. Right. David Faustino's selling it. He's he's trying to sound a little more, you know, the way people who talk like that would sound. Right. You know, um, sophisticated or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But did you guys notice that it was weird? Because oh, as many times as I heard it, not till, of course, doing this examination, did that stick out to me as a this is not normal kind yeah. of thing. It, it stuck out to me just because of the words that he used. And then, and then you're right, like the dialect and the way he delivers it. It's um, it's weird because you could see him saying a line like that that could fit him, that kind of could get across the same thing without hmm. using all those big fancy words, almost like he was trying to sound smart or something, you know? Right. And, and take that away, though, it was almost like you could have – uh, I don't want to say dumb it down, but not done what they did and use those big words and probably accomplish more because while achieving the same thing that they would have, it, it it's more attributed to Bud's character to just kind of be stupid uh, hmm. more so than just, oh, all of a sudden I'm going to break out. Like all of a sudden he's like a genius. Now, just because Kelly's really dumb, it doesn't automatically make bud super smart (laughs) right do you know what i mean so yeah yeah. he's he's the smartest in that family but what does that mean he's smarter yeah but you don't have to go that extra (laughs) not at all you know no and you know what i think it might be i think they were trying to further separate the two of them from the other two like al is the nutso one in this episode kelly is beyond stupid in this episode (laughs) right and I think to make that clear division, except for Peg saying not a postcard, not a letter, nothing. That's kind of a weird thing to say. <laughs> but besides that, they came off as the very normal, straightforward people. And I think to emphasize that, they kind of had him speak in a different way. Yeah. So, yeah. I, th- I think that's what they're really trying to emphasize. And that's maybe how that happened. But, but they've played those parts before. They've both played those roles before. And they didn't need to do that. I just, but, but now, but like, I'll be honest with you, as I was watching it, um, I, I honestly didn't really think about it, mm-hmm. except for the fact that I was like, huh, that was weird uh, wording for Bud. Dialect. But now that you point it out and that you say that, it, it is, uh, it's definitely different. It's definitely odd. Yeah. Yeah, very. Yeah. Well, that leads to a great joke. 
Peg says she does. She'd rather do her fantasizing in other places. <laughs> so we all know what that means. And just a side note, this particular episode was the focus of an MTV special called Backstage with the Bundies, where MTV follows the cast and staff of the show during the filming of the episode. Oh, wow, really? Mm-hmm. Still riding off of that uh, anthrax high. Yeah, right? This is like the second time they're doing this Yeah. in a very short amount of time. Right. Because we just sort of did that, right, with anthrax. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Kelly reminds Peg of Al, even though Peg can't put her finger on it. You know, ever since she's had this job, she reminds me of someone. I just can't put my finger on who. Why doesn't the world explode into a fiery, pus-filled death? (laughs) A fat woman comes to the gate today. Her moo-moo covering what must have been three or four heinies. Now, she could exit through a little itsy-bitsy turnstile or a huge gate. Guess which one she chooses. A line was forming. So I had to do something. So I got a tub of butter from the Delta Burke Let's Get Big exhibit. And oiled her up. Then I went over to Star Trek land, hot-wired the Enterprise, and sent it up where no man has gone She goes flying like a vegetable out of dad's mouth. Right into the Facts of Life fan club pavilion. Thank God it's always empty. Can somebody give me a reason to live? Not a convincing one, no. I like, I think, was it, Jamie, you said that if TV world was real, it would be a rights nightmare and disaster? Right. Yeah. Now, here's a main reason why. They're humiliating half the people in TV land, or world, whatever it's called. Like, think about it. A Oprah statue that blows up and shrinks down on the half hour? You think Oprah would really sign off on this? Right. Or the Delta Berg Let's Get Big exhibit? Right. Thank you. Come again. Thanks. Bye. 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 Come again. So a guy walks backwards from the exit and he says goodbye and Kelly says bye to him and he walks into the theme park. It's so stupid. <laughs> uh, she doesn't notice what's happening. So Bud um, shows up again. Kel, Kel, get me in. I'm sorry. But the Shemp job in Three Stooges land has already been taken. Vengeance shall be mine. Then vengeance can't be a woman. <laughs> now go away, here comes my boss. And of course, Mr. Nielsen's name is a reference to the Nielsen rating system. Have any of you guys ever been a Nielsen family? Nope. I never participated. I almost was. I almost was. Have you not heard of the Nielsen family? I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, it's so cool. I almost did it. Back in 1998, I was signed up to be a Nielsen family, and that was the time when they could come and hook up the stuff. I was going to be in on vacation in Key West, so I couldn't do it. But basically, and actually my boss at work, she's a Nielsen family right now. So what they do is they come in and they put a, um, a box, like connect it to your TV. So 
they know, and every time you go to watch something, you have to put in your code. And they know what you're watching, when you're watching it, all the time. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind this is basically it's like a demographics thing. You're trying to see who watches what when. Right. And that's where the Nielsen ratings come from. See, I always just assume that somewhere, and they do it somebody like was keeping years. track somewhere, yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, there are, and you sign up, and you get paid to do it. Really? So, yeah, yeah, she gets a... She gets a check every month, and you you, they, you do it for a year, and she gets a check every month to do it. And um, well, they're already listening to all of our smartphones, so we might as well just <laughs> willingly let them in our cable. Yeah, yeah. You could like say the same few key words for like a week near your phone, and all of a sudden, all the advertisements for that thing will pop up, man. It just happened to me with iced tea at the store. It's the weirdest thing. I don't like it, dude. No. Not at all. Yeah. And then people invite that crap into their homes. They get that Alexa or whatever, and that's obviously listening to you because it's waiting for you to say a key word. Black mirror, man. Black mirror. Yeah, exactly. Now, the weird thing is if you don't, because her mom will sometimes visit her, and her mom doesn't know how to work it, (laughs) so she won't put, she won't do it right. And they will call her and yell at her for not putting her code in. (laughs) And they're like, we know that you were watching blah, 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 but you didn't put the code in. And she's like, what the hell you think you're doing? She's like, I'm sorry. It was my mom. It wasn't me. She doesn't know how to work it. She gets confused. Do you know how important this opportunity is? (laughs) Leave instructions. How's it going, Miss Bundy? Fine, Mr. Nielsen. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, sir, but uh, I just exited the park and this young lady didn't say goodbye to me. Oh, heck you say. I'm sorry, young viewer. Just for that, we're going to give you a rerun. That's a free ticket back in. And it'll be a deduction from Miss Bundy's paycheck. And just for that, he gets a rerun. And it's like, right away? It's like, if I wanted to, if I wanted to stay there longer, I would have never left. Right. So it's like, why don't you give me a free pass for another day? Right. Who the hell wants to be dragged back in just because she didn't say goodbye? What if he's like, well, dude, I I have places to go. I was just letting you know she didn't say goodbye to me. Well, that actually works out better for the park, though, because he's not going to stay that much longer. He's going to just leave anyway. And he gets (laughs) money from Kelly's check. So, you know, they didn't actually lose anything. Well, and first of all, it doesn't really work that way. Bosses are no. never like that because they they may be brutal, but they're not going to do it like that in front of the customer. So clearly, this was just to take Kelly down a peg. But here's the thing with Bud: this is the difference between this show and other shows where they would set up a situation where the characters just happen to be in the same place, and then you know, and then they cross paths and whatever. I, they just have Bud trolling Kelly. Like, he just follows her there. Like, it's a, right. what's it, her first day of work, and he's just there harassing her. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no shame, no, like, oh, hey, I accidentally bumped into Kelly at the mall. Like, no, nope. he, he went there purposefully to to mess up her job. <laughs> and it's just so ridiculous because, like, yeah, Kelly is trying. I mean, clearly she's not the... And it's all about Bud. Right, exactly. <laughs> he just... He's just got to pour it on. He's just got to follow her there. Wow. That almost makes up for her rudeness. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think she quite looks sorry enough for me. 
but I do think that me and the rest of the public would like to see your head shaved. <laughs> the public got their wish in Married with Children Season 9, Episode 3, Kelly Breaks Out. You get to see Kelly with her head shaved. She has absolutely no hair by the end of that episode. So, just wow. a little tie in there. Yeah, I'm a loser. <laughs> Did they really shave her head? Uh, yeah, well, she does something and it makes her lose her hair, so. No, like in real so, life. Oh, no. It's oh. like one of those Corey Feldman bald caps. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> the one that made him sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, the modeling school may be closed, but its spirit must live on. I will follow its motto. Smile as if your brain had wisdom. Smile and go on Nutrisystem. <laughs> smile, something, something, smile. I will not let that wisdom go to waste. Um, Nutrisystem used to be like the weight loss. It was similar to... Uh, it's still around, I think. It is, I think. Yeah, yeah. more like, it's like Jenny Craig. Right, right. I believe it's still there. I don't know. I Jenny so. Craig's still around. Yeah. She is? Is she still thin? Uh, I don't know, but... <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually seen Jenny Craig herself. No, you know <laughs> what's crazy? You know what's crazy about it, though? Kevin Smith's now the uh, spokesperson, basically. Is he? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought he lost weight drinking beet juice. He does, but... <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, because your stomach's so sick you can't bear to eat another thing after how nauseated you are. <laughs> Ugh, God. Yep. Uh, Dan, yes. what are you smiling at? Nothing. Life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> smile, something, something, smile. I will not let that wisdom go to waste. Hi, Kelly. What are you smiling at? Nothing. Life sucks. <laughs> She's the, whatever the opposite of a greeter is, I don't know what to call Kelly, but... Convert saying goodbye to people. That's her job. Why wouldn't she be smiling when she's doing it? You're, you're trying to be have a polite part, right. a part with people, you know? Exactly. Um, it's so weird that Marcy thought that was odd. Well, I just love it here. I try to come as often as I can. I just can't get enough of that Cagney and Lacey exhibit. <laughs> that show always made me want to cut my hair short and shoot at men with my big gun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did that really surprise anyone? Uh, explain it, and I'll tell you if it did or didn't. Well, <laughs> <laughs> tell us where you're going, and then we'll tell us if we're following. Well, because Cagney and Lacey was the cop show with the two women, and but they were both kind of butch. Well, I was actually going to say that, but then I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> um, and they're not. Like, Tyne Daly's character is married and stuff in that show. But it, I think originally they were supposed to be lesbians or one of the... I mean, there was something. But then back then in TV, you couldn't do that. Right. So, but it's just they're very... Like, they have short hair and they're very uh, tough, you know? Like... Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yep. And so, you know, she said it made her want to cut her hair short. And I'm thinking, you, your hair is short. <laughs> well, now you're just missing the gun. You <laughs> already. <laughs> well, then apparently every television show made her want to do that, so. But then again, so did Bewitched. And Gilligan's Island and Green Acres and that girl. Excuse me, Mrs. Darcy. But if you don't mind, I'm kind of working here. It takes all my concentration, okay? <laughs> Goodbye. 
Bye. Pretty cool, eh? <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of. At least you went out and got yourself a job. Some people don't even do that. Here comes one now. What was it like working on Happy Days? <laughs> I'm telling you, kid, I was not on Happy Days, okay? My name is Darcy. Jefferson Darcy. Was that your name on Love Boat? Oh, beat it! <laughs> Kids, I can hardly go out in public anymore. Oh. Breaking the fourth wall, I believe that's considered, right? Yes. And it was brilliant. Yes. It really was. It's great. It's a great joke for this episode, obviously, in particular. They would have Love Boat thing and Happy Days thing, and, and this guy's picture would probably be on it. Right. Um, so that's really cool. I like that. It, it doesn't even take you out. Like, even with this examination, I was, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, well, now that I'm, I'm doing this show and all that, I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to, I wonder if this affects anything. And I swear, once they get back into their conversation with Kelly, I'm, I'm right back in the show. It's like he's not an actor. It's just Jefferson again. It's really strange how that works. I don't think so, though. I, I think with the amount of leeway that you have with, my, with children, with, through everything. You know, hmm. from, from front to top, something like that. It, it's a card that they don't pull that often. Nope. But when they did it, it just fits in perfectly. I don't feel like it's out of place. I don't feel like it's it's too much. I don't feel like it's not enough. Like, they all, he kind of smiles and walks off and everybody cheers, and that's what it is. And I like how he's like, damn, kids can't even go out in public anymore. <laughs> right, 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 right. So it's is he perfect. telling us it's it's true? Or like, when you <laughs> say that, what are you trying to say? <laughs> Why couldn't you go out in public, Jefferson? <laughs> but it, it's such a great, um, you know, sign though of where you're at as a show. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if, even if the references are, you know, are that of of those couple shows that he was on or whatever, um, everybody's in on the joke, and I feel like that's that's a more important goal in terms of like, you know, well, I don't know if this joke will work. Like, everybody knew that that was going to work when they wrote it. You know, right. so of course, of course, you'd put that in, and it's delivered by Jefferson. So I mean, it's great. Home run, home run. Well, before we get too ahead of ourselves, I'm sorry, uh, I didn't stop and get into the special guest so real fast, uh, Mr. Nielsen, Lewis Mustillo. He's known for One for the Money, The Peacemaker, Two for the Money, and City Island, and Three for the Show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if he's in three for the show. Uh, nope. He's in Crappy Mother's Day, though. Oh. Nice. He, he's actually Mothman in Magic Hour, which is completed but not out yet. And, he yeah, he's worked as late as 2019. He's still still going. Um, he was in The Sopranos. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, he was Salvitro. What are you going to do? <laughs> and the guy we missed also, Hale Landon Jr., is the janitor guy. He's from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Eraserhead, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. (laughs) Yes, he is. And the artist. He's the dad, right? He plays one of the dads. I'm looking now, since he's in both. uh, Oh, he is. Yeah, he plays the dad. Yes. Captain Logan. He plays uh, Ted's dad. They're filming the new one now. And yeah, they're filming another one now. Another uh, and everyone loves Keanu Reeves. 
Of course, his best movie is Point Break. <laughs> Isn't it wild how somebody just, be- I mean, becomes a thing? He has been working for 30 years regularly. Yeah. But then all of a sudden he just blows up. Oh, God. Toy, toy he really is a cool for... guy, though. For years, he has been doing things like giving money to children's hospitals, and no, he doesn't tell anybody. Like he doesn't, he doesn't do this stuff and then post about it so that everyone <laughs> knows and he gets points. I'm great, guys. I'm great. He just does stuff, and <clears throat> yep, that's the best way. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I just don't like to mention it. So just think of me as a great guy. So. <laughs> What, don't you already, huh? Yes, yes. Oh, oh, good, good. Of course. Well, here she is. See, Kelly, it must be nice to feel like a responsible adult, to finally have a job. Hey, Marcy, can I have some money? They have a really nice TV World t-shirt. <laughs> I thought you said the hat and nothing else. Well, you got two things. <laughs> well, I'm paying. Oh, well, if that's your attitude, I want to go home right now. Well, I should just... <laughs> I like how he says, you got two things like a little kid. He's really good. <laughs> if you guys are going to whine like that, why don't you take it on over to 30-something land, okay? Now, I'm just proud that I could be in 30-something land right now. Right. Because in by the time this airs, I probably can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, where'd my life go? Oh, I'm still 30-something. Oh, thank God. I love God. how Al just had a real Al Bundy moment on the show. <laughs> yeah, I just realized what my life is. Oh, my God. This is probably the last time I could say I could be in 30-something land. Wow. Jesus. Man. Well, hey, at least I'm doing this show, huh? That's something. <laughs> Welcome. How are you enjoying the park? This young lady just snapped at us. Well, here's two free passes. It comes out of her salary. Can I have a t-shirt, too? Sure, Miss Bundy's paying. Okay. <laughs> Let's come back later and pick another fight with her. I could really use some shorts. Well, why can't I have the shorts? I mean, I have the legs in the family. Can they walk home from here? <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, these two are gold now, man. (laughs) This is when they really also figured this out with these two. I think Jefferson just... Yeah. This is it, man. Season six. See, a conversation like that with those lines that you just said, those are like uh, conversations that you would have, like with your spouse on a day-to-day, you know, just kind of busting each other's balls. And like, it's just, it's it's the perfect uh, couple, I think. Honey, look, let's not argue here in Chicago's happiest park. You're right, of course. <laughs> I know. Let's go to Stephen Bochco's Hall of Failures. Stephen Bosco's? <laughs> uh, Stephen Bochco. Well, you know, and that's not really fair because he had some really successful shows. Like uh, he did Quantum Leap and um, Doogie Howser. You mm. know, his shows weren't all failures. NYPD Blue? Yeah. Um,. They yeah, but they want to point out Cop Rock and Capital Critters. <laughs> what about Hooperman? And Hooperman, which I had never—I don't even remember that. 
But it's a comedy drama from 1980 starring John Ritter, who incidentally would go on to do a show with Katie Seagal. Oh, uh, snap. Until his death on September 11th, 2003. You thought I was going to say one, didn't you? <laughs> no. I do remember when he died, though. That was so, so sad. So did I. I think everybody did. That was a sad day. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Hanscom, R.I.P. And then and then they had to bring in uh, David Spade. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that weird? That didn't last. That's what happened, right? Because, like, I, I remember once John Ritter died, the show, like, because it was still on, obviously. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, when that happened, um, it completely fell apart. And then David Spade's like, I'm the uncle. I'm like, oh, no. Two viewer complaints. Tisk tisk, as we say here in TV land. Save your tisk for some other idiot, Nielsen. I'm qualified for much more than just standing by an ex excite sign. I can say much more than just goodbye. I can say hello. I can say pretty bird. Well, I could say about four or five different things if given the proper chance. That's almost as many as talking Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Or the stuffed elf doll that I had. <laughs> Remember him? He says normally two viewer complaints would call for your cancellation. Now, what is that about? That is a reference, of course, to everyone's favorite Married with Children fan, Terry Ricolta from Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Ricolta. I, I really want to know if she still lives here because she would be seriously f- about five minutes from me. Wow. I just, I'm dying. I mean, might look her up and see if she's still around. Get in your car. Look her up in the white pages. Yeah. <laughs> first, I have to look up <laughs> to find the white pages. Um, <laughs> just to find white pages for her. And, and of course, in 1989, um, along with her husband, she complained about the show almost resulting in its cancellation, which just still to this day blows my mind that one person could cause so many problems. Right. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I want a better job. So I say to you what many have said to me before. Put out or get out. <laughs> what do you have to say about that? Normally, two viewer complaints would call for your cancellation. But come to think of it, we do have an opening for a vacuous blonde. I'm your man. In case younger people don't know what vacuous, if you think that means like hot or something, no. That's uh, like basically showing a lack of thought or intelligence, like a mindless person. That's what vacuous means. So Kelly doesn't know that. He says it right to her face and she says, I'm your man, showing that she's even more mindless than he thought. So, they're in commercial land. It's a kitchen set. So, Ed Hall is the guy talking here. Can you feel the excitement, boys and girls? Here we are at the last stop. Yes, commercial land. Um, now, he, as we said many times, was the announcer for The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. He's been on a lot of Married with Children episodes. He... Um, always pretty much what you ever do is just hear him. I believe this is the first time you actually see Ed Hall on this show. He's been on 13 episodes altogether. 
Now, what takes place in this kitchen, uh, this commercial, is these roaches who are human beings in these bizarre costumes. Uh, they they all are to act as if they're gonna go and steal pie off the island in the kitchen. And I'm sorry, but like, the something about the midgets who play the roaches. I don't know if it's like their their haircuts or their outfits. Or how they're like smoking before the scene, or how they walk over to the pie, or whatever. But they're just like so repulsive and foul <laughs> to me. Like just odious, man. Just <laughs> odious. I wouldn't want to even be near these people. I don't. I mean, did you guys not find them completely disgusting? No, I. I at first when they were sitting over in the corner, I thought they were a little. I thought they were kids. <laughs> like, I thought they had hired kids to do this. And then, then when they stood up and ran over to the counter, I was like, oh, no, those are dwarves. Okay. Yep, they got and the model. And then he's, like, you know, easily, easily replaceable. And I'm like, really? Are there that? Are there really? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You, but, think, you think it were the same people that were uh, the aliens? Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, may, oh probably. Maybe. That's, yeah, that's probably Because why wouldn't they use the same people? Well, yeah. No, that would make sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was kind of just just focusing the whole time on how boring this exhibit was. Oh my God. If I went to, if I paid right. money to go to this place and this was my, an exhibit that I went to, that the is final stop. Awful. Like that's the big grand finale to TV land or world. <laughs> so bad. Like that. It's a commercial. And a bad one, a boring one, a really All bad. Right. Commercial. A boring commercial. <laughs> that's my last like memory of this place and you want me to have a rewind <clears throat> yeah they're, they're just like the scummiest like they are roaches man uh-oh see the disgusting filthy roaches about to devour that pie mom made with love <laughs> it said see the disgusting filthy yet easily replaced roaches <laughs> roaches roaches <laughs> But hark, who do I hear? A reasonable facsimile of one of the stars of your favorite TV commercial. Yes, kids, the Verminator. Breathe hot, toxic, but safe for the ozone, vermin death. A reasonable facsimile of one of the your the stars of your favorite commercial, like like any kid has favorite commercials, um, except unless they were like Ninja Turtle commercials or like wrestling, you know, WWF toy commercials. Where like, sorry, uh, something to kill bugs is not going to be one of my favorite commercials. He's a Lego maniac. So I used yeah, to love see? those commercials. Or the Super Soaker commercial. Remember how bizarre the Super Soaker commercial was? Anybody ever, you ever see that weird one where they type in like strange Super Soaker commercial and it'll come up. Like the kids are getting shot on the chest. Oh, I know the, what you're talking oh, about. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> it is bizarre. So it's funny that comes up as soon as we're talking about that, her coming out with it so the verminator is a spoof of the terminator of course and it kills bugs it's a superhero guy i don't even know if it's a guy or girl she's a reasonable facsimile though very reasonable and uh she comes out with a super soaker painted black and white and she like fake shoots the roaches 
Hasta la vista, buggies. And it's just really lame, like Jamie said. So then she says, Hasta la vista, buggies. Uh. (laughs) I mean, that is just a groaner, man. And even in 1992... Which it would have been timely, you know, because of T2, but... Doesn't make it any more funny. No, it's not funny. Um, <laughs> somehow I really just forgave it. I guess I don't. I don't care. I guess, but man, woo, yeah, bad, bad joke. Hey, would one of you kids like to ask the verminator a question? <clears throat> I would. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, verminator, but could you tell the kitties which back seat you'll be appearing in tonight? Should they want to further their education? And the kids are standing there listening wow. to this. It's it's not like um, brutal. They shot it in a way where all you see is Bud, and right. then all you, then when he's just standing there, you see everybody. Mm-hmm. No, the kids are. You can actually see them while he's talking. So this is all being said in front of these children, and then it's like, does anyone else have a question for the Verminator? <clears throat> I see you wear a cape, but no underwear. <laughs> and then the dads, whose wow, yeah. whose wife and kids are right there, lean over to try to look. Yeah, they block their kids and then peek up <laughs> Kelly's skirt to see what's doing under there. Like what a lack. It definitely, it definitely took a quick left turn right there, without a doubt. It got dark, dude. And just when you can't <laughs> believe they had real kids standing there to hear and see this. Is that so you can more easily change into your secret identity of a mild-mannered sex toy for the Navy? <laughs> wow. Like, don't any kid say, what is he talking about? <laughs> right? If Hen- if Henry What's a mild-mannered sex toy, Mommy? <laughs> Can I be a sex toy for the Navy? Because I like the Verminator and she's one. <laughs> like, oh my god. And normally, I, I feel like I'm sounding like an old dad or something. Like, I really don't care. But it's just, like, funny just looking back on it, you know? And, and like, just the times and what's happening here is just crazy. It's great, though. I mean, whatever. And get off his lawn. Who would like to be deputy verminators? Me! Well, I see one last roach that I just can't quite reach. He's disguised as a dateless, bitter little troll. <laughs> like, what a great comeback after what he's been doing. Right. And that's all it really is. I think, I think a lot of Bud's, like, lashing out at Kelly is really he's just... He's just a bitter, dateless troll. Right. Who the, He's not living any equivalent to this type of life she has. So he's just, like, bitter and lashing out about it all, you know? It seems like he lives vicariously through Kelly in the first place anyways. And any popularity that he would have would probably be due to her. Anyways, oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, he can't generate anything, even with that gimmick of the... Um, Grandmaster B. Right, exactly. Yeah, I remember the first time uh, his virginity was in question there of whether he lost Cause of her. Because Kelly. It's, he was there because of her. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's him? Yes, 
That's right. Send him to Valhalla. That's right, kids. Destroy his evil tentacles. Tentacles, kids. I said tentacles. <laughs> they must have been stomping him. God, that must have hurt. And he's the way he screams when she has to point out. No, I meant I said tentacles. <laughs> it 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 wraps up, and you see that little black kid just continuously wailing on him <laughs> as like the fade out. He the was camera. getting some good punches. Yeah, he had the wind up down and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how was work, honey? Oh, it was great. You have no idea of the power of television. I could get those kids to do anything. First, I had them beat up Bud. Then I had them bring me a burger. Then I had them beat up Bud again. Oh, but the, the best part is that TV World asked Bud to come back as King Roach. Well, here's Bud, my little man. He looks just cute as a bug. Isn't it grand? I get to command his death every day. Oh, and twice on Saturday. I have finally found my calling to have my brother beaten. It's just for the summer. That's what your father said 20 years ago. <laughs> How sad Al saying, oh, it's just for the summer. I'm not really going to be selling shoes. This is a summer gig. Right. And he, 20 friggin' years, man. Mm -hmm. 20 years. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, bud, you know, if you had one more arm, you'd have a date for every night of the week. <laughs> wow. Classic. I mean, this episode is great. I mean, Stacy Lip is amazing. Then again, a little bit of Bud, not Bud's voice. All right, that's it. Come on. Come on. Put him up. Let's go. <laughs> Come and get it, Roach Boy. Oh, now, kids, please. Don't you think your father gives me a big enough headache? What are you saying, Mom? That I should just accept this? <laughs> that I should just let it ride? I am a college man, and I demand the respect I deserve. Like, sure. He's pounding his chest. He has to... It's, it's a whole thing, and he's... Yeah, but still, it's just him talking, and he just has a costume on. He, he wouldn't say that, mm -hmm. right? right. I mean, it just seems weird. I mean, this isn't even as bad as those other ones. Right. But it just it just doesn't... It sounds like he's trying to be a character. Still off. Right, exactly. It's, it's something weird, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> well, look, we cannot discuss this now. We've got to go pick up your father. <laughs> <laughs> then they hold a Bundy sign. It's I mean, so they, stupid. They took it so far. <laughs> like even earlier when he says "Bud," as you could see, see the this is the seats in the upright position or whatever, or to peg. Like he really does the airplane thing all the way through. Like it's just so absurd to think about. Like the whole setup. Like he set it up so they wouldn't bother him. Like, and now they're welcoming him back. Like, okay, now you can talk to me. Like, it's so ridiculous. It's like such a slap in the face. Like, it's so funny. And like, I like how he wants the full experience, like holding up the sign that a normal limo driver or whatever would hold up. Like, what, what would he do if that sign wasn't there? Right, right. <laughs> like, what's the difference? 
Like, it's just so funny that he wants this to be authentic. It's amazing. They just take it so far into ridiculousness. And I love how the sign, although it's written with a marker on cardboard, it's it's in a font. Right, right. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Who's writing it like that? Family, I'm home. Ah, you know, it was great. But I haven't showered in about a week, so I think I ought to get right to bed. <laughs> but before I do, I want to tell you something. Let's sit down. Come here a second. I miss my couch. <laughs> you were just on the couch. Like, did he ever go upstairs to go to bed? Did he sleep on the couch? I never saw pillows there. I guess he just ran off to go to the bathroom or eat food. I, I, he got himself the drinks. I don't know if those were in the suitcase. I don't know what's happening right. between what we're watching, but... Come on over here. Now, guys... I had it all. Romance, intrigue, adventure. But I learned one thing. And it's the same the world over. There's nothing like being home with a nice, normal family. <laughs> which is also not an Al line either, which is weird, but it, all it does is play into the final shot of the episode where he says, there's nothing like being home with a nice, normal family. And Al wouldn't ever say that. It only works because when they all hug, they're anything but normal. Right, right. And, and we know that, and we know who they are now. In season one, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, You might believe him to be serious. Exactly. Yes. That's just called sacrificing reality for a joke, which I'm totally down with. There's a comedy, and it, it really was a great ending. Right. It worked. I agree. Alright guys, time to rate this episode. So, how many free passes to TV World are you getting that are coming out of Miss Bundy's paycheck, Dan? Uh, so I would rate this, uh, four and a half. Take one of those and rip one and a half. Um, yeah, I thought, so jokes alone in this episode were so fire and it seemed like it was nonstop, you know? There was um, there was not too many duds, you know, and having all the jokes, uh, you know, be <laughs> once again at Kelly's expense with her being dumb. And it's the same setup that we've seen over and over again. But um, I, I really do think that the back and forth, all the jokes in this episode between Kelly and Bud, between, um, you know, between Al and everyone, um with with Peg especially, I think it all just worked so well, uh, and yeah, I felt like this episode everybody was firing on all cylinders. Adding the Jefferson thing, I really liked that. It was just uh, there was not much to dislike, so yeah, I would give it a four and a half passes. Take it from Kelly's paycheck. I shall be happy to hear that one half pass is not coming out. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Jamie. How many? Free passes out of five are you getting to TV World that are coming out of Miss Bundy's paycheck? I would agree with Dan. I'd say four and a half. Really, the only reason I don't say five is because I didn't laugh as much as I normally do. Or I didn't, you know, there this season there have been some really amazing episodes that I thought were just incredibly funny. This I really liked. I liked it a lot. And it was funny. But there were yeah. some that just hit me harder. And uh, I do love all the references, though. I think that's funny. Um, yeah, so I had a really good time. But I'd say four and a half. 
Yeah. Nice. But I guess you're going to say five. Yeah, I'm getting five passes to TV World coming out of Kelly's paycheck. Um, you could probably chalk a, a lot of that, or that probably just the other point five to nostalgia. Yep. Um, this was on the first tape I ever had of Married with Children, and I literally, I've this episode, I've I've seen fifty or sixty times. Wow. Oh yeah, I love it. Even just preparing for this show, I think I I watched it for the hell of it two times, then watched it one other time, um, sort of for this show only, and then one more time today. So I saw it four times just to record this episode because. It's just that good to me that I, I, I could just watch it again tonight if I wanted to, and it wouldn't even phase me. I would be willing to put money on the fact that because this episode was what it was and had everything in, was firing on all cylinders, I could totally see that shaping a young little Alex Edwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as you watch this episode, though, like, it, it does have everything, right? It's got, it's, like I said, it's firing on all cylinders. It has everything. It has, it, it from front to back, you know, all the characters, um, they kind of, ah, it, yeah. So I can totally see where you're coming from with that one. Oh, dude, Al going on vacation on the couch <laughs> so ridiculous. is iconic to me. Right. Even though it, it only happened once, and it was just this moment. Right. But it stands out as like we both said something they should do when they do a re if they do a reboot boot of it right that's got to be there for some reason everybody else was like well why what's what do you mean right that is how big that moment was to me as a kid to see him do that right tv world just sounded great theme park i love the sets for the kung fu land i like the little turnstile area where kelly was working i love the way mr nielsen talks um al being on vacation doing that whole thing the way he acted was just so weird and think about it like the main character of the show took a back seat took a couch <laughs> and it didn't phase anyone no you know um it's a kelly episode again mm -hmm. which is great season six has been amazing at, at high at just building this stupidity of kelly which is phenomenal so much was in high iq the stupidity in this episode feeding a duck not knowing where the modeling school is Hi, bye, thank you, come you, thank yous, thank you, all that, not even getting that right. I could say five, four or five different things if you give me the opportunity. Right. You know, like, just pure stupidity. You know, everything she said in the house when she was interacting with Peg, and Peg even taking a backseat in this episode, and it really just being Bud and Kelly. It was just so unique, and I just, it had such a good feel to it, and the weird talking of Bud just stuck out in a weird, good way, even right. though it's so strange, but it's good. Uh, I don't know, man. It was just like like you said, and all the jokes were so strong. I loved Jefferson being referred to as the actor he is. Jefferson and Marcy came in hot. Like, when they came in, they spit nothing but fire, and then they were gone. It was almost like um, everybody was being used to their full potential. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do we do with the neighbors in an episode like this? That's exactly what you did. Right, right. And you killed it. You put yep. so much. It wasn't a throwaway scene at all. No, no, no. Oh, One of my favorites. So. Yeah. Well, I have the legs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God. Walk home? Yeah. Can they walk home from here? 
So yeah, I love this episode. It's one of my favorites ever, man. The summer schedule will be winding down and hopefully we'll go back into normalcy once a week. We'll see if that can happen. Schedules have changed a little bit for everyone, but we are definitely gonna try. Things are, it's just a little tougher to record on the same regularity, but we are definitely gonna try and we're gonna have some special guests, um, actually. We'll have a mystery guest on the next show. It's it's a, a, a patron of ours who bought a ticket to the nudie bar. He has a he has a pass to the nudie bar with us. When we review the legendary, the iconic, the gas station show. When Al can't pay his bill at the gas station, he is forced to don a uniform. Yes. Complete with Habib name tag and work at the gas station. <laughs> uh, God, it doesn't get any better than this one. <laughs> nah, I didn't even know that was the next one. I'm, I'm psyched.